Second half of the People Show coming to you live from the Kintec studio. Busy segment. We'll chat with uh, our guy, Satyar Shaw, in just a moment here. Guys naming dudes coming up here as well. Uh, but first, uh, we do it on Fridays. It's Big Six. Good team win. Great teams cover. Take it to the house. It's Big Six. 18-23-1 on the year. Got to improve. Got to improve. Starts this week. Here we go. Rams plus six and a half at the Cowboys. Too many points for an offense that is having their struggles. I don't have faith that they're going to be able to put up 27, the Cowboys. So I'll keep the backdrop all day. The Rams themselves can put up points. And yes, Stafford is hurting. But I'm actually more concerned about his completion percentage than his hip right now. Touch below 60%. Last seven years, he's up around 65 north of that regularly. Cowboys also have the Eagles. On deck, they're four and two. They're coming off the bye. Coming off the bye with the win, though. Two weeks to bask in your glory and get ready for a divisional opponent. I'm taking the points in this spot. Rams win 23-20. Commanders plus seven versus the Eagles. Divisional home dog with their backs against the wall. Second meeting of the season. Plus, I get the Eagles coming off a primetime game. A win. With the Cowboys on deck, situationally, this is about as good as it gets. It's like the perfect nachos with the perfect Slurpee. We're getting ready to go. Commanders also covered the nine in Philly, and now it's only seven at home. I'll back them in this spot. Command, uh, Take the points. Eagles win. Commanders cover 27-23. Titans plus two and a half versus the Falcons. Mike Vrabel has not lost coming off of a bye. He's perfect against the spread. I can just see him sitting in a lab, concocting everything to harass, hurry, pressure, fluster Desmond Ritter this week and his protege, Arthur Smith, although not totally a protege, but nevertheless, they know each other quite well from the time in in Tennessee. And this is their season. They're two and four. And if they don't get this one, their season is done. They've kind of already prepared by trading Kevin Byard this week, but their season's not over. Mike Vrabel is the comp- one of the most competitive coaches in the league. They'll protect whichever quarterback they have in there, slow the pace of the game down, and keep it simple and efficient. I'm taking the points. Titans in an upset, 17-13. Steelers, plus 2.5 versus the Jaguars. If this offense is showing signs of life, then they suddenly become difficult to handle. And just showing signs of life of being a top 20-style offense. Jaguars have won tw- four in a row. And are preparing to go into a bye week. Feeling good with the division pretty much sealed up. Can absolutely see a stub your toe type game. And come back out of the bye all fired up. I'm taking the points. Steelers win 24-21. A lot of underdogs this week. Including the Bengals plus 4.5 at the 49ers. Let's see if Sam Darnold has any rust. Brock Purdy is questionable. But Bengals coming out of the bye here, they have to get their season going immediately. They're two games behind Buffalo. They have them on deck next week, so it could be a look-ahead spot. But I'm going to back Joe Cool here, get a serious performance out of this offense, especially as they get healthier. But they're 500 on the year. They have to start catching up to the rest of the AFC. Defensively, they're rounding into form as well. Key here is going to be Trent Williams. He's questionable as well. Um, if he's not 100%, that's a, a big boost. But if he's out, he's a catalyst to that offense. I know we, we've sat here and say Brock Purdy's maybe had struggles these two weeks here. He's been doing it without Trent Williams. That, to me, is the key. 49ers can then go into the bye, get healthy, come back as the elite NFC team down the stretch. Taking the points, 
Bengals win 27-24. Ravens minus 8.5 at the Cardinals. Ravens at their best and historically have no problem running the score up on bad teams, especially as his defense is starting to take over here. A lot of focus on Lamar in the passing game. They are very good. They're stout. But the defense is starting to take over. If they give Lamar short fields, it's going to add to the ability to run up the score at minus 8.5. And And I think the Cardinals, the truth is out now on this team. They're just not very talented. They can huff and they puff, but the house won't come down. And the Ravens will clear 8.5. Laying the points, Ravens win 33-13. So that's Rams plus 6.5, Commanders plus 7, Titans plus 2.5, Steelers plus 2.5, Bengals plus 4.5. And Ravens, minus eight and a half. No appearance in Big Six for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Sat, I thought about it. I thought about it. But uh, I, I couldn't do Big Six and then have you come on immediately and be like, hey, those Seahawks going to beat the Browns. You know you know what we say in situations like this at 650? Coward. I'm a coward? I'm yeah, a coward. you're a coward, yes. <laughs> What's going on? How's rink life? It's good. It's good. Nice and chilly. I have my parka with me. There so you it's, go. Uh, we know it's hockey season. Absolutely. Uh, so it's going to be chilly this weekend for your Browns. Uh, are, are, are they walking out of Seattle with a W here? Um, the beauty of this game, honestly, is because it's an out-of-conference out of game, and for both teams, obviously. Don't say it doesn't matter. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. Uh, the Browns are 4-2 and two on the season. It, it's like a found money game. So uh, I'd say I think... The Seahawks will win. That's my that's my. Wear your heart on game. your sleeve for one time in your I, life, coward. I'm just saying, that's how I feel. But I'm going to be cheering my butt off uh, when we get to Seattle uh, on Sunday to watch my Browns play. I, I feel like they have a good – I feel like they have a chance. I just worry because, I mean, Gino, I think, is going to bounce back, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, P.J. Walker's a quarterback. Deshaun, even when he played, had his issues, obviously. And there's no uh, Nick Chubb, you know, uh, even Ford. Uh, he's now banged up. We'll see if he plays. It, I mean – I just think it's going to be tough for them to win this game on the road out of conference, dude. That's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I'm going to go there and be very hopeful. And uh, if if the Browns win, you know how much smack I'm going to talk. Look, you don't need to relate to Canucks fans with this, but it, it feels like uh, the Browns, uh, the only luck they have is bad luck. Um, like <laughs> you too. Right, but you just list off a bunch of injuries, and it's like Amari Cooper who missed a practice this week, I think. Yeah. They, they lose Nick Chubb, and then, like, Jerome Ford, who looked like he's flashing. He goes down, and it just feels like – uh, on a season where I imagine you had some hope and you get sparked early, and already it's like four and two, but it's been a struggle four and two, and I f- I feel like you're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. I don't know if I am to be honest. I'm actually pretty optimistic. I actually feel like with all this going on, and if they get a little healthier with the offensive line now, Jedrick Wills is banged up as well, but Dewan Jones has played really well. The rookie, he's done a really nice job so far. Betonio is going to get healthy. I don't think any of these injuries, obviously outside of Nick Chubb, are, are season-ending injuries here, and Jack Conklin, who's done for the year. So I think a lot of these guys can come back, and I think you know if Deshaun does come back in a couple of weeks and he finally does get healthy, and he he's even slightly above average, I think he gives you a chance. And I think that defense, with the way Miles Garrett is playing, and especially you know how that secondary has been locking it down, I feel pretty good about their chances this year. To be honest, like I, I'm, I'm a bit worried this week, but in terms of the rest of the season, I, I'm going to be optimistic and 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 say that they'll get healthy and they'll they'll do they'll do fine. Uh, does it feel weird to have a team identity for the Cleveland Browns with that defense? It's kind of like the Canucks, isn't it? Watching them now, <laughs> right. like wow, <laughs> they have an identity. Because yeah, because realistically, like when was the last time the Browns had an identity? 
Oh, man. You got to go back to the Derek Anderson year where it was like, you know, we're just going to go in deep, right? Him and Braylon Edwards. It was that, That's what it was. I like, was I really- like how you have a Derek Anderson year <laughs> as part of the era for the Browns. <laughs> that's the, I mean, hey, that's just the, the reality and the sadness of it. But this team also did have a bit, like under Stefanski, if we're that's being true, honest. Yeah. Like, I mean, they have a, they're above 500. His coaching record, yeah. he has a winning record as a Browns head coach. And that they're a running team. Like, that's their identity. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know what? If we go back, remember that playoff game they had against the Chiefs? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, hey, uh, it, the, I mean that play that was ruled uh, a, f- a fumble out of the end zone, which was a touchback. Well, that was a helmet to helmet hit. For instance, like the Browns were this close to actually getting to the AFC Championship game, right? I mean, we're talking about a team that that has the potential, has shown and flashed it, and albeit with uh, Baker Mayfield as a quarterback at the time. So I do think the talent has been there, but I do agree that this is the first time in a few years we're seeing a true identity emerge as a dominant defense. Uh, the, the the main guy on that defense um, is Miles Garrett. Now, for, from my perspective, I get to sit here uh, all week and be like, I'm so terrified of Miles Garrett. You're on the other side of the coin. Uh, have, you, have you enjoyed watching a player more than Miles Garrett? Uh, no. I think it's it's pretty much that's it. Honestly, like, the Browns have, haven't had like a real difference-making defender in many years, right? So I don't, I don't think I can – I can relate to any player that I can remember on the back on, on defensive side of things in recent memory at the very least, but just the way he's dominant. I mean, he's the type of guy that can turn a game all on his own, right? Like he's the type of guy that can just absolutely crush whoever he's going up against. And it's, it's really fun when he gets on one and you know, the other team can't stop him. We've seen him do it against the Steelers a few times, you know, not when he's smashing quarterbacks with his helmet over the head, but outside of that, like, you know, he, he's, he's absolutely terrifying to go up against. And, I just think you never get tired of watching your favorite team dominate in any sequence of the game. And the fact that at least he's been able to do that on his matchup pretty much every week has been maybe the most fun thing about being a Browns fan other than watching Nick Chubb run the ball. Well, he he basically won them game last week, right? Like the defense didn't even play well as far as the the total number of points given up, but he was responsible for 17. Yeah, he was. I mean – he he caused both fumbles. Got, yeah. He caught. He's done those things a lot over his career. But the fact that he had a game like that, I mean, one of the things, to be honest about him, he's really dominant and can be. But he hasn't had enough game wrecking games. Like this is the type of stuff Aaron Donald's done what dozens of times sure, in his yeah. career, right? And this is the type of thing that Miles Garrett can do. So I do think that it's one of those things where we should probably see this a bit more, considering how freakish he is. But yeah, I mean. I don't think that's sustainable, though. That's one thing I worry about. Like, last week, they scored 38 points, but 17 of those came off turnovers on defense, right? And I just worry about the offense being able to score enough. But you never know. Miles Garrett does sack Geno Geno in the end zone. Uh, All right, so what does it look for the Browns uh, last year? Uh, Outside of just this weekend, because we've already predicted the Seahawks are going to go. They're sitting right now for yeah. The Rays look like the class of the AFC North. Uh, so, what do you for the Browns to do this season? Because look, they're, they're I imagine right now, four and two. You're like this defense; they should go to the playoffs. No, I, I think they should make the playoffs. And honestly, like I, I think they should compete for the division title right now. I mean, they're four and two. The Ravens have two losses as well, right? And again, this week's going to be tough. They have Cardinals coming up next. You get Deshaun back and get a couple of guys back, then you're facing back home again. So I, 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 you know, uh, no, back on the road again. So I do think if you can beat, beat the Ravens in that game coming up, Steelers, Browns, Rams coming up, and Jags and Bram, Bears, I mean, you have a chance to run a lot of those games there. So I do think they should still compete for the division. You're, it's four and two versus five and two. Like, why shouldn't you compete for the division title right now? Uh, I know they they kind of have to play him when he, when he's healthy, but have you been impressed at all with Sean Watson? 
I thought he had one good game. Uh, I think the game that I liked from him uh, was the one against the Titans, where uh, I think he he was he went deep a number of times, but he was also his timing was on, especially on some of the out routes. And I think there was a, a he made a number of conversions on third and long in that game, which were impressive. And he's shown flashes of that as well in some other games. He did it against the uh, Steelers as well, but also had that you know terrible turnover that led to the touchdown. But outside of that I thought he he was decent that game. I've seen some things I like from him, but not nearly enough considering they give it gave up three first round mm-hmm. picks, 230 million guaranteed, and not only the not only that you brought on somebody that makes you pretty ashamed of rooting for the team half right. the time. So I mean that's I, I don't think it's he hasn't shown at all to be worth all of that. Not yet. Not in not in not even close. Uh, what about the, uh, the the rest of the offense? Because obviously we, we focus on Nick Chubb and and, and Jerome Ford and the the, the rushing attack. Uh, Receivers, uh, are, are they exciting you at all? No, man, it's been rough. <laughs> I was hoping I was hoping Elijah Moore was going to be a player, but he yeah. is what you've been saying all along. I'll give you credit. Like he's a gadget player. That's what mm-hmm. he is, right? Like he's the type of guy that you can put in certain situations, and he's a nice player to have. But he's not going to be your number two receiver. Donovan Peoples-Jones, again, he's he's a he's a nice receiver to have. I mean, he can do a number of different things for you. He has size. But, you know, now you're seeing, you know, why there was also some skepticism about him being a star. I and mean, he's done fine, but he's not a number two receiver. They have, a, they have a number one and a bunch of number threes. And when an Amari Cooper, you know, when he's banged up, obviously, it, it's, it's really concerning. David Njoku, I just, I watch him every week, and he has some big games. And you're like, man, like, why don't they get the ball to him enough? Is that a offense thing in terms of uh, not, you know, not, not calling his name enough times or, or making him a big part of your design? Or is it a case of him, you know, just disappearing half the time? But he's a guy they committed to. So I, I think they have a couple of guys in Amari Cooper and David Njoku. But Njoku's an enigma. And then the rest of the guys are just kind of like average uh, football players. Uh, all right. Well, we'll hear it on our airwaves. Uh, you and I are heading down on uh, Sunday. So it's going to be a, a fun one. Actually, do you want to stick around for a second here? Well, yeah. What's going on? What are you doing? Uh, we, we got guys naming dudes. Uh, oh, yes. We got music for this? All right. Here we go. Uh, our, our segment. that that It's the fastest growing segment in in the uh, 650 offices here. Uh, but our today, everyone can text in 650-650. Uh, since we're talking to that, and I'm sure you've got a long history of uh, Cleveland Brown memories, just Cleveland Brown players. Just, just name and text in any Cleveland Brown player at all. Uh, oh, into the man. Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Sat, I'll, I'll let you kick it off. Usually I jump in first. Again, the more random, the better is the move here. All right, how about this? Bernie Parrish. Oh, that's I, you've got me there. I have no memory. <laughs> like, he's a real old-timer. He's one of the receive, interception leaders in Browns history. He played when he won championships when the Browns were, you know, not playing Super Bowls, but back when they had NFL championships. Dude, that is a deep cut. Yeah, that, you said you wanted random. No, I know. I, I thought you'd say, you know, someone you watched growing up in the 90s or something like that. I was thinking, like, a Montario Hardesty or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I already forgot. What was it? Bernie Parrish? Bernie Parrish, yeah. All right. Look, look good, him up. Good pull. Hey, who was that little uh, shifty running back? I think he went on to Philly as well. Um, he was like 5'9". He was really small. Um, oh, man. Jerome Harrison? Harrison? I feel like Jerome Harrison. He played in Philly. I know that. Ronnie Harrison? No. No, no. no Jerome it was, Harrison. It was, I think yeah. it was Jerome Harrison. I think there was a Ron he Harrison. He played in Cleveland, too, Jerome Harrison. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, he started he started in Cleveland for years. I don't remember Jerome Harrison. Oh, so, well, I guess I'm more of a bigger Browns fan than you are. I just remember Jerome Harrison. I remember Isaiah Crowell, too. I know Isaiah Crowell, was, he had a couple of good years. Yeah. He always had 1,000 yards rushing. Uh, 650, 650. Uh, Dennis Northcutt coming in. 
Dennis North. That's a good one. Um, That's a good one, yeah. I mean, part of that receiving crew in, uh, what, like mid-2000s era. I, I guess the Braylon Edwards era. Uh, he would have been around there, right? Yeah, he would. Uh, all right, you're busy. Go no, you want, you, want me to, you want me to name some more? I got to throw one sure. in for Sat. All right. All right. All right, go on. 29-year-old first-round pick, Brandon Whedon. <laughs> oh, Brandon Whedon. How does oh, that even me. happen? Yeah, but, I mean, I, I'm thinking guys naming dudes. I'm thinking about, like, actually good football players. No, we'll take anyone. All right. Uh, how about Paul Warfield? Oh, man. Again, this is why you get, like, an OG, like, sat here, because you're just like, let me go into the history books and just remember about any guys. I probably know more about uh, Brown's history when they were good than I know the past 20 years because right. of how decrep decrepit they've been. I've gone back and read all the history to feel good about being Brown's fan for some reason. <laughs> all right, Great. guys. Yeah, I feel like a Joe <laughs> Thomas or an Alex Mack or something like that. This guy's going to the 70s here. Tim Couch is coming to the inbox. Sat, you're out of there. All right. Uh, no, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'll, I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you guys one more before we go. Far Ernest away. Biner. Who? Ernest Biner. All right. All right. <laughs> Take your credit for that one. All right. All right, All right guys. Go prep for Take the care. show. Thanks. That is uh, Satyar Shaw getting ready for uh, Canucks Central. Again, we're we're doing guys naming dudes. Cleveland Browns. Text in your your, your favorite memories of Cleveland. Brown players. I know there's not a lot of memorable ones. Unless you go old, old school. Uh, they're memorable, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah, TJ Ward coming in. Kellen Winslow Jr. Clay Matthews Jr. Uh, would it be Clay Matthews Sr.? Jr. Like the, the... The Packers, Clay Matthews was the third. Oh! Alright, good pull. Good pull. Really, he's the third. I thought he was the junior. Uh, all right. Uh, we got Baylen Edwards in there. Uh, who is the guy? Oh, man. I, I, I think he was a Cleveland Brown. There was like a Cleveland Brown who threw his helmet off at the end of the game uh, on a game-winning field goal that was missed, and they had to re-kick it, and then I think they lost. Um, man, I'm gonna I'm just blanking my head on this one. Uh, I, I feel like Sad is like – I think it was Dwayne Rudd? Dwayne Rudd, or it was – Dwayne Ryder, like Dequell Jackson, it was it was a linebacker for sure. Uh, six fifty, six fifty. Looks like uh, Dwayne Rudd is uh, the one. Peyton Hillis. How can we forget about Peyton Hillis? Good Co show. Cover of Madden twelve after that one year. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Like that was like peak Madden curse vibes. Peyton Hillis on there. Hey man, he was fun to watch that year. He was good. He was good. Uh, Ozzy Newsom, a lot of shouts for Ozzy Newsom. Bernie Kozar coming in. Uh, OBJ, yes, absolutely. Odell Beckham. Trent uh, Richardson. Yeah, Trent Richardson. You're just listing off the first-round bus. Hey, man, these are the guys that come to mind for me when I think of Cleveland Browns. Kelly Holcomb. It's part of that jersey list of uh, all the guys that have gone on. Dante Stallworth. Good one. I, I feel like there's good Browns receivers. Terrell Pryor. Had a good season there. Duke Johnson, another good uh, running back. Sunday morning, someone's going to get nine carries for 18 yards and maybe two catches. You know who was there for you all, all those times? Duke Johnson was there for you all those times. Got to mention one of the best kick returners in the game, Josh Cribbs. Oh, for man. Years. Uh, I forgot. Look, I, I think we're kind of failing today. Usually we, we bring the heavy hitters in, but, but we've forgotten a bunch today. Corey Coleman. 
Corey Coleman, good shout from Baylor. Not a heavy hitter, but no. Yeah. But look, you're going on the draft board right now. Uh, good shout from in the inbox. Six fifty. Six fifty. Do we even name Vinny Testaverde? No, I don't think we did. Vinny Testaverde, former Saskatchewan Rough Rider Jim Marshall. All right. Good shout. Good shout. More known for the Vikings, but uh, six fifty. Six fifty. Uh, Dearness Johnson. By the way, I just Googled it. It was Dwayne Rudd, uh, who was who tossed the helmet at the end of the game. Cost him a game as well. Eric Metcalf coming in. Uh, Isaiah Crowell. I, I feel like there was a headed monster in Cleveland when Crowell played in there. It was Crowell and another running back here. Let's see if I can just bring this up really fast. Uh, oh, it was Duke Johnson. Uh, man, there's some bad tips. Andrew Hawkins. Hawk. See him on Twitter. You see him on TV now. Uh, oh, Josh Gordon had a great season there. Again, the the, the Browns have had some decent wide receivers. Uh, this one, don't Google uh, Dante Stallworth. Well, we we are very aware of Dante Stallworth. Uh, Joe Juravicious, good shout. Oh, Charlie Whitehurst, brilliant. All right, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, in the inbox, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Look, I, I could sit here and, and list names for, for, for days. It's our, it's our new favorite segment. Uh, you guys bring it into the inbox, 650, 650. Just hundreds of texts coming in. Uh, good stuff. Busy week. It's been fun. It's going to stay fun here. Uh, game tonight, obviously. Blues. Game tomorrow. Rangers. Uh, it's all happening on Sportsnet 650. 7 o'clock. Puck drop the pregame show. Uh, gets going at 6 o'clock. Dan Riccio, Satyar Shaw on both nights. Randy Janda, Batch, have you later today. I'll be back uh, as well on the postgame show and intermissions. Uh, me and Jamie Dodd on the intermissions and me and Sat then taking you home uh, on the postgame show. Have fun and uh, stay tuned here with Canucks Central on Sportsnet 650.